2: We are here on Normal. This is your host Adam Sane. I'm your co-host Luke Reed. What's going on Luke? How you been?
3: Great man. Just been kind of rough in it.
2: Yeah I hear that you uh, have a mobile home now.
3: Yeah it's a it's a one bedroom. No no bath no plumbing or anything like that. Yeah
2: but four couches right?
3: Well not necessarily couches but
2: seats. Yeah. You got a, like a love seat in the back and a couple of seats. In oh, the that's front. true. Yeah, there is a yeah, love seat. So you got a love seat in the back, man. Mm-hmm. So plenty of uh, storage space too. Right. This is otherwise known as Luke's car. <laughs> so, you know, he's really not truly living in his car. He's staying with some people, you know, until yeah. he finds a place to live. So if there's any like hot ladies out there that want to give Luke a home, <laughs> he's uh, he's you know he's available. Oh yeah. Um, prize well anyway uh, tonight we're going to have on the uh, Doogie uh, Stephen McDougal as he's known he's known as Doogie and uh, we're going to have him on from the uh, Tennessee Wraith Chasers and uh, should be interesting kind of a special thing for Halloween uh, somebody that uh, got, kind of gotten to know over the last uh, few weeks uh, through a lot of phone calls and uh, have uh, met up with him a couple of times so uh, it should be interesting but uh, I saw something interesting today Luke that uh, I thought maybe uh, yeah I showed you right before we started recording mm-hmm. and that was that there was uh, in an Arizona television station there was actually a, a banner yeah a banner it was during like an episode of the people's court so it was during the day it's like one of those wonderful daytime television shows and it showed a picture It was a banner of, uh, it said Obama, like 40 million something votes and Romney, 38 million something votes. And then it had like 99% of pre seats reporting in. And then it had like, you know, the percentages, which was something like, uh, I believe like 43% for Obama and 40% for Romney. And uh, there it was, it flashed on for like 15 seconds and then flashed back off and
3: uh before the votes have yeah ben.
2: you know before you know november 6th which is the election <laughs> so if anybody's listening to this you know uh, after that which is ex- extremely likely that people will be listening to this after the election you know we should know by then whether the uh, percentage of the popular vote was uh, 43 to 40 43 to 40 percent so and i
3: suggested that they will probably just change it now to a slightly different number so yeah. that all of those people like you that have seen it
2: <laughs> yeah i did save the picture but however i did say today you know at work with you know one of our couple of our coworkers workers that uh, i said that you know it's one of two things either that you know they've already uh, cooked the numbers or it was a mistake and they were um they were testing out their system, and somebody um, in this article they put an update on the article that I uh, saw. And I've actually put that on the Conspiranormal Facebook page. That article, by the way, that they saw. Uh, the, the, these people from the um, from the TV station, they said that it was a mistake that they were just testing out their system. But I don't know. I just think it's really strange yeah that is odd. awfully
3: specific numbers who who uses something like that as a test yeah And why I mean, would you have to test a banner?
2: yeah well, I mean, I could see them doing that if they were get really worried and they were getting ready that their system wasn't gonna work correctly, but uh even
3: so, would they put in all those specific numbers or would yeah, they just say election results and uh yeah. a, a, just one solid line across it you know,
2: and then a two, even if it isn't fake, even if it isn't like a a vast conspiracy and it's just a mistake they still decided that obama was going to win so that's the other thing that if you didn't notice that that you know obama is going to win the election according to these people so but uh is there anything else that you want to talk about till we get before we get to our guests
3: i don't know adam what do you have in mind i've
2: heard you've been um you uh you're talking about uh your your Lego experiments lately, but you've been playing with Legos
3: right, uh, for some reason, you- um well, my dad's having a yard sale Friday, and um he's got a box of Legos out there, and I used to play with Legos a lot when I was younger uh and I would let him sell them, like there was kids looking at the box and everything. I took it away from him <laughs> and I was playing with the Legos on the porch, and I've been playing with Legos just solid all weekend. I went to the skate park and just straight played with Legos today for like five hours instead of skateboarding. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know, I don't know what it is about them. They're just like, you said that like
2: you 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 if one piece wasn't right you would yeah. bust the whole thing and if, start over if one
3: piece is, is asymmetrical and i don't have like another piece to match it on the other side or it's not the right color scheme or something like that then i break the whole thing down <laughs> and start from the scratch yeah,
2: that's that's incredibly ocd but you know we all have our hang ups but uh well i think without further ado i think we're going to go to the guest and uh we should be back soon, and I hope you all enjoyed this uh, interview with um, Doogie from uh, Tennessee Wraith Chasers. And Doogie. on a side note, uh, Chris is no longer with us. Um, he has retired. He's very upset about it. His, yeah, he's retired, his Um <laughs> you know, when he used to take a nap
3: behind us here. <laughs>
2: and uh we, we, but we'll we'll miss him you we know. can say
3: anything we want about him right now because <laughs> you know he doesn't listen to the show <laughs> well you know
2: we we love him so you know i mean no big deal he he helped he helped out and uh helped get things off the yeah, ground for did. me and showed me things and plus so. he's a cool guy yeah he's a great guy so you know everybody's uh uh missing chris and um but uh let's go ahead and uh let's go ahead and get to the interview and uh we'll be back on uh normal. Okay, and we are back on Normal. This is your host, Adam Sane.
3: Your co-host, Luke Reed.
2: And uh, we have uh, some very special guests tonight. We have on um, uh, Steve McDougal, otherwise known as Doogie, and uh, Chris Smith from uh, the Tennessee Wraith Chasers. How you guys doing tonight?
3: Doing well. Doing well. Welcome.
2: And uh, we just wanted to get you guys on, since you guys are here in the uh, Nashville, Middle, Middle Tennessee area, and uh, just wanted to talk about uh, some of the cases that you guys have been on, and uh, some of the things that you guys have done, um, and any paranormal experiences you guys have had, and, uh, you know, kind of a special for Halloween, so uh, if you guys would just introduce yourselves, and we'll go from there. So good, we appreciate you guys having us hey
4: thanks for coming well, on. well uh doogie you want to take this one? Uh yeah uh my name's doogie uh i'm a co-founder and uh one of the lead investigators for the tennessee rate chasers and uh chris i'll let you do your introduction well i'm chris Smith, and i'm the founder of the tennessee rate chasers i founded it in 2009 we've been uh investigating ever since then uh just basically around the middle tennessee area we've uh ventured out a few times but you know we started out small and i mean we're nothing you know giant now but we love doing what we do and we've seen and heard and experienced some pretty pretty crazy things but uh we're uh we're just doing doing what we do we're going out here trying to find evidence of the paranormal and trying to share it with everybody else
2: if i can ask guys how did you all get involved with uh paranormal research
4: well um i had an experience when i was about 23 years old uh i saw what i believe to be a, a shadow figure uh, an apparition that's pretty much just all black i'm sure everybody knows has heard about that by now what that is and uh that got me curious and got my my wheels turning about you know what's out there so i kind of just started going out to graveyards and cemeteries and things by myself because you don't really want to call up your buddies and be like, hey, you want to go sit in the cemetery <laughs> tonight and and hunt a ghost to see if we can get some voices or something. But uh, so I started doing it solo, and I think, dude, he, he kind of started out the same way, didn't you, Do? Yeah. Um, mine started out, my, my grandmother, after my grandfather passed away, um, she's pretty much straight-laced, you know, Bible lady, never talks about anything to do with ghosts or anything it was always you know strictly laced to god and she got to experiencing some things in her house which uh she lived in a historical area of tennessee and you know some of the things she was saying you know some of the family just felt you know maybe her mind was 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 getting you know playing tricks on her you know getting weak and you know after she got sick and was out of her house. I said, well, you know, I want to see if what she was telling me was, was true or not. You know, she was talking about the same thing, shadow people and seeing apparitions in her house. So, uh, I decided to go in and, uh, check it out and then end up that, that she was actually, uh, not crazy or, or feeble minded. She was actually experiencing these things. So, you know, I pretty much made it my life mission to, uh, I don't know how to really explain it, I guess just to, uh, avenge her, I guess, you know, to, to let everybody else know Mm -hmm. that, you know, this was actually happening to her and, you know, hopefully figure out what it is that she was seeing and hearing and talking to, you know, it just, it just made me feel better knowing that I could say, okay, you know, whenever I see her again, I'll be like, yeah, you, you were actually seeing those things. Sure. You know, I, I believe you so uh,
2: had this uh this had been going on like she had moved into a new house and then she started having that happening to her
4: no this house uh, she she lived in uh, my granddad actually built it uh, we were before I'm into the, the x-ray field and and, and ghost hunting now um, sure. we' our whole family were contractors so my granddad built that house back in the 40s and you know they lived there all their life and it was just something that happened after he passed away. So, you know, it makes me wonder, well, was it him that was coming back, you know, to check on her, make sure she's okay, or was it something connected to the land, and now that a strong male presence was gone that it started making itself known to her because she was there by herself, and I know she was scared staying there by herself, you know. So so maybe that maybe weakened her mind so she actually seen this stuff.
2: Could you guys tell us a little bit about the uh, some of the locations that you've been to? in in middle tennessee
4: bruce you want to take this Uh, i'm sorry can you repeat the
2: question uh how like some of the locations like tell us a little bit of some of the locations you guys have been to in in middle around middle tennessee
4: uh yeah most of them have been basically we've done a lot of uh residential stuff that's kind of how everybody starts out but we kind of like to enjoy doing more of the residential stuff because you get to help people who have genuine problems uh You know, a lot of people go out thrill-seeking. We actually haven't been to one major, uh, you know, well-known haunted plot. I mean, we've never been to Waverly Hills. We've never been to uh, uh, anything that's more along along the lines of thrill-seeking. We kind of do it to to help people out. Like, uh, you know, we, we get personal with people, and we try to get on their level and actually help people with real problems. I mean, we would love to go investigate to some of those places. You know, we just haven't really had the opportunity and we're just like everybody else, you know, we have jobs and things that we have to do and we're not made of money, so I mean a lot of these places you have to you have to pay to get into I mean yeah. we don't have that type of those type of funds and things, so um and of course all the residential places we can't disclose, but uh one of the big ones that we've investigated numerous times that some people may know about is uh old South Pittsburgh Hospital. Um and that's in uh South Pittsburgh, Tennessee. And uh it's like a a pretty big deal now. I mean, it was on the Travel Channel. Uh, I think uh, even the Ghost Adventures crew are thinking about going out there, weren't they, Doogie? Yeah, I think at one point they were talking about I know they had been on uh, My Ghost Stories and uh, maybe, well, and, and on the Travel Channel, um, a Paranormal Challenge, which was a show that uh, Chris and I were on.
2: Yeah.
4: Yeah, that yeah. was a blast, uh, by the way. We had a lot of fun doing that. But,
2: yeah, uh, I kind of want to go back talk about the- that later, yeah.
4: Okay. To go back to your initial question, like basically a lot of residential stuff. we've done a few churches, uh, you know, we've done I think two cemeteries, one church. um you help me out. Have we done anything else because we've done so many cases? Um, you know, big big venues, um you know, like I said, not yeah a battlefield um but but like like Chris was saying, uh, you know, we've done a lot for for people um and, and it was kind of surprising because you know you think it would be hard to come up with cases but you know sometimes we get kind of overrun with uh these these you know residential cases you know and we have to pick through them i mean you know because there's some there's some people out here that have a real vivid imagination they watch a lot of horror films
5: <laughs>
4: you know they read a lot of books and and they kind of manifest this, thing, this stuff in their head, and then also they watch these paranormal shows Well, they're like, okay, well, we've seen these guys on the Travel Channel, so it'd be cool just to get them to come to our house. Yeah. So, you know, <laughs> we gotta we got to kind of watch that kind of stuff. But, but a majority, I'd say probably, what, Chris, 90, 98% of our cases are pretty legitimate. And usually, I mean, I don't know if we're just a, a team that, that – you know, draws these things out, or if you're looking for the thrill-seeking side of it. If we're just lucky, but you know, we 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 find a lot of paranormal activity in these these people's homes. You know, but of course, we are picky about our cases too. Sure. You know, we want to make sure that that they're, you know, not just feeding us a line of crap. You know,
2: are there and, any of the um, of residential cases that you can that you can talk about?
4: Oh, yeah, we can talk about all of them. We just can't reveal, you know, the names of the people. Right, absolutely. But, uh,
2: yeah.
4: but I know I know one of the most memorable cases, for me at least, um, was the one in Portland. Um, and this house was, was really small. Um, I'm thinking probably around 900 square feet. And this lady was having a lot of issues, and it's just her and her pet that lives there, which is a little dog. And uh, she'd been telling me, you know, for a while she had things going on. And, uh, you know, Chris and I sat down and talked about it. was like, man, you know, let's, let's go in here and help this lady. So uh, we, we got all the guys together and got the crew and went up there. And there was pretty strange things going on in the house. And uh, you can actually get on to uh, our, our YouTube page, uh, the Tennessee Rave Chasers, and actually see two pieces of evidence where I actually had physical interaction uh with whatever this is that that, that we encountered um, I got tugged in the back and then you can actually see I start to turn around to to, to talk to Chris and as I turn around something tugged my jacket straight out and the, the strange thing about it is we just got through here in footsteps <clears throat> And apparently this thing was standing, you know, somewhere close to me. And right after the interaction, I actually got really sick, and I had to go outside because, you know, I was like almost throwing up, sick. And I don't know if that's from the the interaction, or 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 what. But that that was one of the most memorable cases. And you know, she still she still has things ongoing today, and it's still an ongoing case for us.
2: Yeah, it just it it, oh. it just keeps going.
4: Yeah, yeah, and it's it's hard to, it's it's hard to give a plan to get these things out because not knowing what they are or or how to, you know, get them away from the location, um, you just keep going in and trying to ask more questions, find out more answers, and try to find some kind of uh, video or or visual evidence of what these things are. Uh, you can you can go in and, and you know try to bless the house and, and different things like that But you know that that doesn't always work um,
3: What kind of uh, devices uh, tools do you guys use uh, just could you go through just some of your tools and?
4: Sure, yep. Chris Chris you can go ahead with some of them Yeah, uh, we use pretty much what everybody else uses. I mean um We just use you know full spectrum cameras. Uh, We got the deep infrared cameras, uh, UV cameras, uh, (laughs) a lot of cameras. We you know just the regular 35 millimeter you know because we go old school sometimes. Brandon's got a Polaroid camera that sometimes he'll take some snapshots with, just because we want to change it up. And you know it's not necessarily always the most high tech piece of equipment that gets the job done. Uh, We've used like candles before to interact the old flashlight trick. Uh, and then we have you know some more advanced type things like we've got the end pumps and the um what's that little the the little guy that lights up do you the uh the mail meter no not the millimeter uh the uh, the rim pods and the uh um, the little EMF uh, detectors, and if you'll notice, I'm, I'm very uh, non-scientific when I'm describing these things. I'm probably the least scientific guy on the whole thing, but uh, one of the, the main pieces of equipment that we use that we get the most evidence out of is just the digital recorders. I mean, those things right there, I mean, you could you could have a, a very you know successful case just by using a digital recorder and a, a flashlight. I mean, that's all I started out using uh yeah. is that and, uh, you know we go from everything from something as simple as you know hanging a string from the ceiling and seeing if if we can get any interaction like you ever heard of the, the old trick where you hang a uh, string from the ceiling put like a little toy car on the end of it and see if you can get something to move it uh, all the way up to
3: yeah, I've never uh,
4: you know <laughs> the millimeter meter or you know the parabolic mic i mean we've got we've got pretty much you know, a pretty big arsenal. I mean, we're not, like I said, we're not rich, so we don't have it all, but we've got a, a few things that, that we like to use.
3: Right. <clears throat> yeah, I asked that question because I was just wondering, you know, if, if you've got some kind of high-tech device that, that maybe gives you guys the edge over other teams and, you know, something different. And it sounds like you do.
4: Um, we, we've got... Pretty much, I mean, ghost hunting. and Unless and you get out and start building different things, um, maybe the 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 number the number one device that we have that may be different from most teams is is the the melt meter with the uh, the antenna on it, which was actually developed for the show that we were on, Paranormal Challenge. Um, it's an EMF gauge that measures temperature and electromagnetic field, but it also has uh, an antenna that comes up off of it, and, and what it does is, if you break, it's got like a, a perimeter around it, and if you break that perimeter with anything, with you know anything that gives off thermal energy, um, it'll go off. But you know, I mean, it's really not as high tech as you know. I mean, it's just not really all that high tech. It's it's pretty simple, but most teams don't have it because these things run 300. You know, plus dollars to, yeah, to how get right. expensive, yeah. And uh, but you know, a lot of people doesn't have the new millimeter. But you know, it's one of those things that's becoming more, you know, like everything else, like the the flat screen TVs that come out. and They were just crazy expensive, and now that you know a year or so has went by, you know, they're getting a little cheaper for people to get their hands on now.
2: Okay, sure. Uh, what's some of the um, interesting evidence that you guys have have captured?
4: I'm going to let you take this one, because Dougie catches about 95% of our evidence.
2: Oh,
4: really? <laughs> uh, we, we've caught some uh, really crazy things. I know there's a few pictures. I, I was out at a historical location uh, here here around the town of Gallifin, and I actually took almost 800 snapshots um, with a full-spectrum uh, deep infrared camera, and it was probably around dusk. And out of those 800 shots, and, and my camera goes in successions of, like, three, you know, it takes three quick shots, and then, you know, right. you rest and three quick shots. Well, mm. um, somewhere around the 600s, you know, I was getting to the point of like, okay, all I'm seeing is trees and the same stuff that's sitting on this property. And, you know, it's one of those things where you've got to, you, I mean, no matter how boring it gets, go through all your evidence down to the last picture, down to the last second of a EVP session um, because in the mid-600s there was three snapshots in a succession of three. The first shot, you're, you're talking maybe a second, you know, shooting three shots with one of these cameras and the first shot, nothing was in it the second shot, we actually caught a little girl standing on a wall and then an apparition of a man and it looks like a little dog um, right behind her and then in the third shot, they were gone. Oh,
2: wow. Yeah, we were just actually just looking at that picture. Yeah, that's a that's a it's a creepy picture.
4: It is creepy, and we actually uh we we actually had Porter, he and his wife uh, went out to that location and actually tried to recreate this with her standing on the wall.
5: Yeah,
4: and you can tell her facial features, what kind of shoes she was wearing, and with the same camera, and this little girl, her her face looks blacked out. And, you know, you can see the hair, the old-timey dress. Right. And, you know, it's it's a really creepy picture. And she's she's kind of, you know, she's twisted around kind of weird. It's really hard. I mean, she had to be a really young girl uh, because I think Porter's wife is, is probably, what, Chris, 5'3", five, 5'4", five, maybe? Yeah, probably. Yeah, I'd say she, she may be just a hair a bit taller, but, yeah, about the same height. Yeah, and she she was a lot taller than this 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 apparition on this wall, and she couldn't get her body in that same position. I mean, it's it was, it's just strange, and you know I, I don't have any explanations. There was nobody out there. It was just me and uh, my wife.
5: Yeah.
4: <laughs> you know, it just there's not a whole lot of explanation for that. But you know, people talk about ghosts. Well, if it's a ghost, it looks awful awful human like to me yeah it really does
2: this picture this was taken at night or
4: this was during the day this was at dusk it was it was somewhere around i'd say it was probably somewhere at that time of year it was you know maybe seven six thirty or seven so i mean it was actually during the day which is which is kind of kind of weird too you know but it's it's really kind of weird because i knew when i was taking the picture there was nobody there Right, that's, that's the strange thing. Kind of hard to wrap your mind around
2: that. Yeah, and I do, I, I do now that you mention that because oh, we're looking at the picture right now. I, the, uh, I do see the dog, uh-huh. too. I, 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 that is interesting.
4: <laughs> it's it's really strange. Yeah, it looks it looks like there's a guy. I don't know if he's wearing a top hat because the willow tree is kind of hanging in the in you know right in front of him. But it looks like he may be holding the hand of like a little kid, and then you know, and then there's the dog running with him. So I don't know, you know. It makes you think. It would be, it would be better if that tree wasn't in the way because it does look like there's, you know, definitely uh, three things right there. And I mean, it could just be my thing, and We always take that into account, but there's definitely yeah. something there that looks humanoid. Yeah,
2: yeah. the the little girl's creepy. <laughs> yeah, that, when
4: I when I saw that for the first time, after Dougie showed it to me. That sent shivers down my spine for sure. Yeah, really. It, it almost reminds you of uh, the ring. I don't know yeah. if you guys yeah. <laughs> the girl that's like crawling out of the TV.
3: Yeah, the hair in her face. Yeah,
4: yeah it's, it's real yeah. creepy. I'm just glad I don't see any of this stuff while I try to go to sleep at night because uh, right. I may have
2: to right.
4: uh, evaluate some situations. <laughs> <laughs> But but yeah, I mean uh, some other cool evidence uh, that we have got it came from the old South Pittsburgh Hospital that we're you know that we mentioned earlier, and uh, I think Chris and I we we had a uh, uh, I don't know what you would call it. It was like an event going on, and we were guest speakers. And at the time, they were doing like a ghost box session. Uh, there's you know there was some grown people you know around, and I think one younger younger kid that was one of the guest speakers sons and as they were doing this ghost box session it's supposed to bring spirits around to talk through uh, you know a little radio device that scans frequencies well we were getting some interaction with that well Chris and I we you know we just kind of lay back in the shadows a little bit, if if you'd say, uh, you know, I, I think Chris would agree with that. We kind of hang back. Yeah, we we just were pretty much viewing what was going on, kind of taking our own, own evidence in the background. Yeah, and, and we're taking snapshots. And this, you have to keep in mind, this whole place was secure. There was security everywhere, and during this session, there was nobody on this floor other than the people you see in in the in the photo. Well, I take a photo. Again, one of the successions of three. And we catch a a shadow apparition that's in, you know, straight back behind everybody. Well, the very next picture I get, the shadow apparition has turned around kind of sideways. And then we take another picture, and as this happens, a third shadow apparition shows up. It looks about seven foot, you know, somewhere around seven foot tall. And then we have a nurse which looks like a nurse holding a baby at the nurse's station, and the same shadow apparition standing directly behind her, Ooh. which is which is kind of strange. And that's that's on the uh, the YouTube and our website also.
2: Now, is it the is it the nurse? Isn't she blocking out one of your guys? That he's yeah. I like- think it
4: was. I believe it was Porter when the diggy. Actually, when we captured that, we were trying to. Oh, uh, he's he's talking about the debunking photo. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That, Yeah, if we're looking at the one red, is it the one that's in red? It looks like a red that's in
2: red. Yeah,
4: yeah. Yeah, that was actually uh, we were actually trying to debunk the photos we took the night before, and that was during the day. And you can actually see uh, one of our uh, other investigators that is no longer with us now, um, Joe. He's actually getting some K two hits at the time. Okay, he's taking readings, and we're getting Porter to walk closer and closer to us so we can judge heights on doorways and, you know, just try to get a a sense of where this thing may have been standing. Well, as we're doing that in a succession of three again, um, we get Porter. I can see Porter. Then the the, the very next picture, the apparition of we we don't know if that's a nurse or a nun. It it almost looks nun-like in a sense, but it actually blocks him out completely and then you go to the third photo and she's gone hmm. so that's another strange one but the real dark ones that are on there that, that look in like the purple um that's actually the one we had caught the night the previous night okay and back to try to debunk and that's what we call the shadow person and the nurse standing at the nurse's station holding the baby
2: um and some of the evps that you guys have gotten are are really interesting too um uh, I think they saw something in there, like a, a baby crying or something. yeah, which is really spooky.
4: Yep, and, and no, Chris can answer that one. That was that was actually one he and Joe, I think, had found. Isn't that correct, Chris? Yeah, this uh, this was actually up in the nursery, uh, up on the third floor at Old South Pittsburgh Hospital. We were walking through. I think it was me and Joe uh, up there, and we, you know, it's just one of those things that we didn't. Uh, hear it with our own ears you know you go over the evidence and you never know what you're going to find it just so happened to be that you know when we first started that session we had you know you know we always tell where we're at and you know kind of the situation that's going on so we'll know back when we're recording or i mean when we're going over the evidence exactly where we are and the people that were with us but we were passing by the nursery right when we heard that so that was that was pretty creepy
2: wow that's in the old south pittsburgh hospital as well
4: yeah, yeah, okay. That's a, it's a, I would highly recommend uh, checking that place out for anybody that, uh, <laughs> that you know, likes to go for thrill-seeking because we've captured, obviously, some of our best evidence there. Yeah, and yeah. If, they, if anybody ever wants to go, all you have to do is, is look up Old South Pittsburgh Hospital on the interweb, and uh, you'll see a name pop up of Cindy Littick, and if you get a hold of her, you can schedule investigations at any time, and you can have the whole place to yourself. Oh, wow. So, and it's it's a lot of square footage, and it's a lot of creepy square footage. So, you know, if you if you if you've got the uh, the mentality to go down there and try it out, we we would really recommend it. Uh, that place, is, place has really got some strange activity going on, and it, it happens all year round.
2: What do you think that um, something like a hospital? Why would you think that somebody like that? Uh, would would be haunted or a cemetery would be haunted? What would your theories be on that?
4: Well, um, and, and we, we
2: we have, see, that's the thing about our team. We all have different
4: opinions on things of that nature. Sure. In my opinion, um, I have a little bit different uh, system of believing, uh, you know, in these things or, or, you know, different theories. And, you know, they're pretty much endless. Uh, when it comes to me, but one thing I'm not keen on, or one thing that I really don't believe in, I mean, is, the you know, the whole thing about, you know, uh, it being an actual trapped soul. Uh, that's kind of something different about me. Um, I think it can be a, a lot of number of things. I think that, uh, you know, people know instinctively that, um, you know, where would you go to look for a ghost? People are going to think, I mean, I've even done it myself but it was just to get a response. you go to a cemetery or a funeral home or, you know, a hospital or somewhere where there would have been something traumatic or people dying, and we associate ghosts with death and things of that nature. So, I, you know, I would guess that's why people would go up there, but I think that the reason these places are so haunted is, you know, a lot of it has to do with maybe some type of another force, like perhaps a demonic entity wanting to play with our heads and make us think and deceive us that, you know, there are dead people still hanging around. That's just my opinion. Uh I try not to force that opinion on anybody else or, or you know, say, you know, this is concrete, that's what it is, because I mean, let's be honest, nobody'll ever probably know what it is. I mean, maybe yeah, one day somebody'll will, will build something that will tell us, you know, you know, something more uh factual about this stuff. But right now, you know, it's all up in the air. But I think Doogie, you know, I'm pretty sure the duty kind of has a different view on that, and and that's okay because we, you know, that's that's why we work so well together as a team because everybody has a different theory and opinion. Sure. A, it takes it takes us so you know we can plug in different people's opinion and and the thing about our team, you know, we never look at the next guy, you know, next to us and say you're wrong. We're just like, you know, that's an interesting fact. What if it is like this or what if it is like that? You know, we can give you different aspects you know if you have a question about it we'll give you an aspect from you know say Chris's view or my view or Porter's view which gives a different view all the way around you know it's a 360 degree view of how these things could be you know manifesting or where they come from what they are you know Um, you know like the hospital bit you know cemeteries you know I'm a little different in that aspect I don't know I don't know if a cemetery would actually be haunted um, because most yeah. people's energies, you know if if that's the case, their energy were you know would be maybe staying where they 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 passed away, you know, not where right. their body right. is there. um you know, and in the hospital aspect of the thing, um maybe because there's a lot of death. you know, a lot of people die every day in a hospital. There's a lot of malpractice in a hospital, a lot of bad things being done to people. and you know who, who knows, but it seems like. There's a lot of stuff that goes on Where there's been a lot of traumatic um, Things go on Death and, and abuse and, and things of that nature
3: So Doogie would you say that uh, That you believe that There are lingering spirits Lingering spirits
4: um, you, know, you know I'm kind of I'm On the fence you know um, Because I don't really know You know I think there may be a possibility <laughs> It could be lingering spirits you know, maybe from you know past past generations, mm-hmm. or you know, and, and you know, I'm kind I'm kind of with Chris because I do think yes, there are demons on this earth because you know I don't want I don't throw the Bible at everything, but it does say in the Bible that you know Satan and his followers were cast to Earth to roam freely. So to me, in that statement, that they can be anywhere. It doesn't matter if it's a church, if it's a hospital, if it's your house, you know, wherever. They can be lingering around, and the thing about it, they know a lot of what Jesus and God knows, so they can come to you as anything you, you could be thinking. They're going to know your thoughts before you know your thoughts. Right. So, you know, they can manifest to you as anything you would be thinking. Okay, I'm in a hospital. Am I going to see, you know, a, a past little kid, you know, run down the hallway, or am I going to see an old patient that they've talked about, you know, come out or say something? You know, they, they can appear to you as anything they want.
3: So, would you guys uh, would you guys say that you think that um, it, it's it's more meant, caused mentally, uh, like maybe you know the, the traumatic things that are happening are causing the apparitions to appear? Or do you think it's more um, you know actual spirits that have have left the bodies, or or a combination of both that you guys experience most of the time? Um, I, you know, it could
4: be a combination of both. Um, I think if it is lingering spirits, it may be, uh, you know, it could be their 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 souls that unrest because of things that happened to them there. You know, we don't know if these things are trapped there. Um, you know, it's 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 just hard to say. Um, yeah, and that's the reason why we do the research we do. And you know, I think that's the same thing that that Chris is kind of looking for. You know, is is this really? Are we really seeing what we think we see, or is it, is it a trick on our minds? You know what I'm saying? Right. Is this is the this real person that passed away, or is this just, you know, just whatever roaming around out here, and it's just going to come to you as, as what, you, what you're thinking you're going to see?
2: Well, certainly if you were in, like, a, if, I mean, if you guys have been in cemeteries, I'm sure, I mean, they're pretty creepy places, and I would think some of that effect may be just psychological. With yourself, where you just um, you get an idea that hey, I'm going to see something, and then you, you anything that that's out there that may have a mundane explanation probably is is just uh you know there's a ghost behind every tombstone basically yeah,
4: yeah. um I don't know I mean Chris can 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 tell you a lot about that because we have a lot of trouble with people. You know, we get we get hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of pictures sent to us, uh, yeah. audio, different things. <laughs> um, your mind your mind can be one of the biggest ghost stories there is. You right. know what I'm saying? Right. Um, you can look and, and glance and see something, and you're like, "Oh my god!" You know, I just seen a ghost. Well, actually, you may you may have seen maybe a car two streets over pass by and cast a shadow, you know, of a limb that looks like a person, and your mind. Is going, is going to perceive what is familiar to it, you know the mind sees a person so the first thing you see in that shadow, okay, your mind's going to perceive it as a person, you know and you're automatically thinking, oh this right. is a goat when when actually, you know, you're, you're really not seeing anything, you're just, I guess spooking yourself out, you know
2: Yeah, and that's probably something you guys had to do, um, was to to get past that level of where you were kind of spooking yourselves out, and then you know, to another level where you could kind of really, you know, be calm about the situation, and then if it, you know, just kind of understand what I'm saying with that, yeah.
4: You know. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I know there's been situations where you know, especially Chris can can elaborate on this too. Yeah. You know, we, we we turn around and see something, and be like, oh, you know, what was that? <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's even been some people that has that we've called. <laughs> like a test and see if somebody's like a true skeptic or not it's to just out of the blue just saying did you hear that and then if they reacted and say yeah yeah i did hear that and then you can maybe say something like it sounded like it said you know i want to eat your dog and then they'll be like yeah yeah it did sound like that <laughs> so, but, and, and like you said earlier um people's minds i mean obviously our minds are gonna play tricks on it. I mean, it's like it's everybody when you watch a horror movie you go home you want to sleep with the lights on It's that whole, you know, cliche thing where you think, you know, you've got the serial killer in the closet. I mean, it's the same thing when you're trying to do a paranormal investigation. But as you do this for so long and, you know, the years go by, you kind of get immune to that part of it. And it's more about curiosity and, you know, seeking out, you know, the truth, maybe trying to help people out in in some certain form. Because, I mean, really ghost hunting nine times out of ten, well, I'd go ahead and maybe say eight times out of ten. Uh, we're not going to find anything in there anyway. I mean, even if the place is actively haunted and people are experiencing actual paranormal activity, I mean, there's no, you know, said time of day that it's going to happen. I mean, we can't control what kind of evidence we're going to get, obviously. So, I mean, it's just a a matter of getting it at the right place at the right time.
2: And then with all the electronic stuff that we have, you know, if there's exposed wires, EMF can cause havoc on people's brains. So they could be... You know, just just being bombarded with EMF and chemicals, and they're just you know, you know of course, they're seeing things. At that point. Exactly.
4: We we had a case just recently, a resident where they had a small child, and um, they had a box, like an electric box, right underneath uh, her floor. Um, oh. And I mean, it, it was given. It was what was the the reading? Uh, it was like a twenty seven. Oh no! Yeah. No. Well, yeah. well actually, I mean, it was. Actually, it was a 27 in a spot where one of the boxes were. But if you actually got in the closet, I think at one point it shot up to, like, what, a 70 or 80? Yeah, and this is right where the little girl's uh, little playhouse was, a little Barbie house or whatever, and that's where she played most of the time. And she was experiencing most of the activity. Um, so, you know, you really got to, and I'm glad you brought that up because, you know, we are a scientifically based team. I mean, we, we're a Christian team and we believe in the, in the presence of demonic activity and things of that nature. But first we're going to go in with those meters and see what we can find to see if there's any kind of faulty wiring or anything with even like the plumbing or, you know, going as far as to, right. to checking their windows to make sure that, they you know, they got good sealed windows and things of that nature.
2: That little girl was probably not only seeing her dead grandpa; she was probably on the yellow submarine too. By that point, (laughs) (laughs) yeah,
4: because that stuff can really make you sick, and it has different effects on different people. Yeah, especially some people may. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. And one of the big questions out there is: Does does the high EMF actually make people um, see this stuff? Yeah. Or or does or does the actual EMF give them energy to manifest, and that's the reason why people see it more where there's high EMF? You know, yeah. that that's an ongoing question, and it's one we haven't been able to answer because it seems like yes, you, you you get more stuff when you're around high EMF, but you know, is is that is that the truth of what's going on? You know, I, I don't know. We we haven't been able to actually debunk that yet.
2: It's because kind of a chicken and egg And probably never thing. will. Yeah. yeah, it's kind of a chicken and an egg thing. Because that's exactly. something in uh, alien abduction uh, lore, too, is, uh, you know, there's a guy out there that... Uh, uh, he's a, a doctor at some uh, university in Canada, and he has a helmet that produces EMF. And this these people will see, you know, little gray beings similar to what's in an alien abduction. So... You know, it's a kind of a weird uh, chicken and egg thing going on.
4: Yeah. Yeah, it, it it makes you wonder what what does this stuff actually do to us, do to our yeah. brains?
3: Right. He was. Um so so what's you guys' method of expelling um violent spirits slash demons from someone's home or <laughs>
4: that's that's another really good question. Um <laughs> A lot of times, I know Chris and I have talked about it, and we've actually done it in a few cases. Tried to throw out, you know, um, you know, different verses out of the Bible, and and try to, you know, push these things away by by using using the Lord's name, you know, mm-hmm. and you know, it, it it just doesn't seem to work. I don't know if we're, if you know, I, I don't know why. You know, but but it does seem when you start using the Lord's name that they seem to not want to talk anymore. You know, yeah. they'll they'll acknowledge they know who He is, and then when you start saying that, you know, hey, you need to go where you you come from. You know, if you're an evil spirit, you know, we have the power of the Lord with us. Um, you know, things like that. It seems to dissipate some of the activity sometimes. At least when we're there. Um, you know, we've tried to get different people to uh, come in and, and bless the house. And, and, and a lot of things in this field you'll find is there's a lot of a lot of fake people out here. Uh, you know, they want to talk about wanting to help people and, and things of that nature. And, uh, you know, they'll, they'll say, yeah, we'll come bless the house, we'll do this. And then, you know, they never show up. Um, you know, I don't know if it's because it doesn't really work or if it's just their methods behind it. But there's really no real way to get these things out other than, What Chris and I tell the homeowners, you know, we come in to find the stuff. You know, they look to us for the answers of how to get it out. Mm -hmm. But, you know, there's really nobody but the man upstairs that really knows that answer on how to get them out. And we tell them, you know, you need to do some praying and not just praying of where you're standing, you know, beside the couch. And be like, oh, please, please, Lord, you know, get this out of my house. like serious praying. Get, Get down on your knees in the room you know, shut door and, you know, let some tears fly and, you know, get beside the Lord and be like, look, you know, we really need you to help us with this problem and get this out of here. All we can do is come in and give them the information that we get and say, okay, either, yeah, you've, you took one too many uh, pills from your medication or, yeah, you've got some pretty crazy stuff going on, so you, you probably, you know, need to get on your knees and start, you know, asking the big man upstairs for some help.
3: Right. Yeah, I asked that to uh see if maybe you guys burned uh sage or incense or ha- or had some kind of tricks like that, you know, to or salt in the doorway just, you know, some kind of omen, something like that that y'all used.
4: Yeah, we no. you know, we we kind of we kind of stay away from that because the dangerous part about that if you're dealing with something um, you know, demonic um is you can do that stuff, yeah. I mean, it may, not, it may not hurt to do it, but we don't want to be the ones to do it because sometimes it increases, you know, the, the activity, like, to the yeah. point that it's just it's craziness. And, you know, we don't want to stir that up. We just want to give them the scientific facts of what we find, and then, okay, we will help you find somebody, you know, mm-hmm. come in and do it, but that's between you and them. You know, that's you guys' decision to bring these people in because we don't want to bring, you know, because, like I said earlier, there's a lot of quacks out here even that are in the paranormal field that you bring them in the house and they may do something that just causes complete havoc, and then, you know, there you are. We don't want to have our hands in that, you know yeah, what I'm saying?
3: you guys are investigators anyway, not not priests, you know. You right, a, exactly. you got a lot of
2: self-acclaimed demonologists now. Yeah,
3: yeah. Yeah,
4: you get a lot of people, I mean, we've met, a, uh, we we have met people before who have claimed to be, you know, demonologists and know what they're doing and even, you know, priests that have showed us pictures that are just ridiculous, you know, saying this is a demon and it's just something as simple as, you know, a trick of light or, or mind nature thing or something that's just obviously not any type of substantial evidence, I mean. There's a lot of people out there that are just looking for attention and this is a great outlet for that. I mean, yeah. to do this you really gotta be you know, you really gotta have a, a true heart and, and really want to find answers and have a you know, a true suspicion and curiosity for it. Um, because you know, there's so many people out there that can just do it just for just for attention and to try to you know, because it's it's something that's unknown and they can I don't know, you know, if they wanted to, they can make something happen. You know what I mean? I mean, they can fake something. Oh, I got scratched. I got pushed. Sure. You know, my hair got... kind of thing. So, I mean, it gives, for some people, it just gives them something to do. So you really got to be careful out there when... If you do have a haunting or something uh, that you feel is really legitimate and it's wreaking havoc on your home, is to find the right investigators and really do some research and make sure you don't get a bunch of, of people out there just trying to stir something up. Because they may actually, you know, make it worse. Yeah. yeah, and you get a lot of you get a lot of people. And you know, we're not tooting our own horn, but but you know, we're God fearing guys, and when we go in and do something, we want to go in and do it with the truth, not just to, to stir up the homeowners. Because I mean, when they call you, um, you know, a lot of them are, are genuinely having trouble with, with paranormal activity, and you don't want to come back to them with you know you took you know. 50 photos, and, you know, out of those photos, there's an orb in every one of them. Well, you know, an orb is not a ghost. Now, if it looks like the sun has exploded in your house, yeah, (laughs) yeah, you, you, you may have an orb. But if you see these little orbs flying around and people are like, oh, yeah, that's a demonic orb, and they're in your house, and it's right next to your kid, you know, you can really disturb somebody that's already you know, they've already got enough crap going on. Yeah, so they don't need yeah. to add some kind of stupidness to it. And, you know, when it comes to like the orbs and, and different things, you know, it's, it's all junk is what it is. If anybody thinks an orb is a
3: ghost, it's junk. I, I think we both have to agree with you on that one. Yeah, we, we, we
2: both do. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> It's funny because we went to, uh, I, I was at the ghost tour, uh, downtown Nashville. And, cool. uh, they, they said, uh, you're guaranteed to get orbs on this ghost tour. <laughs> so they take you to the yep. state capitol, right, and, and say, oh, take a picture of the top of the state capitol. Well, the top of the state capitol is all lit up, and, of course, there's bugs flying around. Exactly. You're going to get orbs. <laughs> yeah, and if, and if you're
4: out there, it, it, you, know, you know, I know these ghost tours, you know, they start pretty late, sometimes at night, and yeah. you've got moisture in the air. You know, right. if you take a picture with light, and the moisture gets in there. You're going to have orbs. I mean, yeah, if, if that's if that's the kind of investigation you want to do, yeah, you're probably going to have a lot of ghosts. Yeah. But you know, to <laughs> us, to us, orbs are are nothing but you know, reflects, you know, like a reflection, you know, in in, in uh, moisture. A lens, fractal. A lens fractal. Yeah, yeah, it's just it's it's just craziness to me, you know, and that's the reason why everything gets blown out of proportion in this field because. People make things make things more than they really are sometimes, and yeah. orbs is one of those things that are on the top of the list of, of just just really just stupidness to me.
2: That that's kind of like the uh, the divide in in um, ghost hunting is orbs or no orbs. There's a lot of people out there that if you watch some of the uh, the shows, um, there's one I can think of that a lot of people get on there and they'll talk about. Uh, well, we caught orbs, or or we caught a mist, and and we were just outside smoking, and we caught a mist, you know.
4: So. Yeah, exactly. It could it couldn't be the smoke coming back out of your mouth.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, really, it couldn't. <laughs> it was only thirty two degrees, and but there was a mist. Exactly. <laughs> yeah,
4: and you know, a lot of people, you know, if they hear us say stuff like that, they're probably gonna be like. Most guys, they just, you know, think they're blah, 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 you know. It's, no, it's just <laughs> what we believe. If you believe an orb is a ghost, that's your own opinion. But, you know, in, in all of our investigations, and we've done a lot, um, we try to be realistic, and, you know, orbs are just not realistic to us.
3: Um, yeah, when
4: in doubt, throw it out. That's
3: it. And I, had, I had one for you guys. I just got distracted. Uh. Uh, go ahead, Adam. I'll remember in a oh, okay. second. I just lost it. Well,
2: uh, it's all right. No problem. Uh, I, I really want to ask you guys about, and we've 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 been touching on it, I think, through the course of the interview, is that you guys' Christian faith, that's something that I see, uh, and I could be wrong, but that's something that I see as a little unusual in ghost hunting and paranormal investigation. Uh, you don't see too many just flat-out Christian ghost hunters and and you guys really wear it on your sleeve, and which I think is good because I am a Christian. But I, you know, it's uh, it's interesting to me that you know, I guess it's kind of a twofold question. How do you pair that with what you do, and with ghost hunting your your faith with ghost hunting, and then also, um, do you feel less accepted by the, by like some other ghost hunting the rest groups, of the community. yeah. yeah
4: rest of the community? Um, um I mean, you to the, the, way we inter- the way we intertwine our, our faith with ghosts, I mean, I mean, we believe that God is our, you know, He's our rock, and I mean, He even says in the Bible, you know, God is, you know, He's a solid rock, and I mean, He's what gives us our strength and, and our power, you know, so we, we always say a prayer before we go into any investigation and ask Him to walk with us, because we never know what we're going to deal with I mean, if yeah, it absolutely. is, you know, if you, if it is something demonic, I mean, God forbid, I mean, you need the big man on your side and we, you know, like I said before, you do get numb to these things. And sometimes even us, you know, we can not take it seriously enough. So we try to, you know, get as humble as we can because, you know, these people, a lot of them that we're dealing with are, are very, uh, you know, scared. They're, they're fighting for their children and their you know, their spouse. And, you know, a lot of times they're physically, uh, handled and, you know, pushed, pulled, kicked, scratched. And, uh, you know, when when you're dealing with something like that, you can't see. I mean, you got to have faith, and you got to get your power from from you know somewhere besides yourself. Um, so we you know we always go to the big man. And as far as uh, how we're viewed uh, from other teams, I mean, we've been viewed pretty you know taken in pretty you know wholeheartedly.
5: Yeah, I think, uh, I think a great.
4: lot of. I think a lot of paranormal uh, people out there and a lot of people that uh, believe in this stuff. I mean, you got to have faith in something, I mean, because you think about it, if you believe in the paranormal or something otherworldly, I mean, you know, you you got to believe in God or something other than yourself. Yeah,
5: absolutely.
4: I just think right. that they, I just think that they don't come out and say it, you know, like we do and maybe, you know, maybe they should. Uh, you know, but that's, you know, of course their own preference, but we love God, and we we want to try to put Him first in our life. And and also, I think it it helps us to be less susceptible to any type of demonic uh, activity or you know any attachment. Uh, you know, when you put on the the full armor of God, as as it says in the Bible, you know it it will uh you know keep uh keep the evil stuff from getting on you. Yeah. See, the thing the thing about it, you know, like I tell people, um. If you believe if you believe in the Bible, you already believe in the supernatural, anyways. I mean, the Bible is pretty much all supernatural. You know, you know, yeah. they're, talk, they're talking to a burning bush. You know <laughs> what I'm saying? Yeah. And 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 the thing about it is, a lot of the people we do investigations for, um, you know, I wouldn't go as far to say half, but you know, a majority of them they, they are Christians. And and the, the the worst thing I see out here is. The people in the churches are not um, taking these people in very well. You know, they they kind of shun them off. They're crazy, or, no. or you know, and, and sometimes they they don't want to say anything to the church because they're going to feel like, okay, these people are going to think I'm crazy. Um, I, you know, I think I think if the churches would embrace it a little more, and, and and you know, a pastor or or whoever would would sit them down and be like, okay, tell me what's going on and let's, let's plug this back into the Bible and let me try to give you some biblical answers to, to what may be going on. You know, I think that would be a whole lot simpler sometimes, but people are just afraid of the perception of the next person.
5: Sure. And
4: yeah. I, I think that's where, where all of us on the team, we're all Christians, we all go to church. Um, you know, you're not supposed to care what the next man thinks no. um, you know, because they're not your judge. The man upstairs is your judge. So that being said, we go to these people with, with open arms, like you're supposed to, you know, as a Christian, and be like, okay, we're going to help you. We're going to come in, we're going to see if you're actually experiencing things, and we're going to give you some answers. And if you need need to get some answers from the Bible, we'll sit down with you. We'll talk to you about it. And, uh, you know, and I think a lot of times people just need to take their, their okay, what's, uh, what's you know, Joe and, and, and Bob over here going to think about me if I tell them about my haunting? I think, you know, bring it up in the open because we took a lot of flack from people before they know we're, you know, Christians. They think we're just a bunch of guys that's out running around at night trying to talk to dead people. Right, yeah. not what we're doing, you know. The way I look at it, if I'm talking to something, it's not dead. You know, it's still alive somehow.
2: Yeah, somehow, Uh, yeah. even,
4: Even when people die. Yeah, your body dies, but if you believe in science that the body is made up of energy well anybody that knows anything about science knows the energy never dies; it just changes form. so where does that energy go? Um, I don't know it's it's a it's a wide spectrum out there, of course, we take a lot of flack for it, but I think it'd be a lot better if people were just a little more open and would listen to other people and maybe maybe we could get a few more answers other than you know some of the questions that we get out of the investigations. you know sometimes you get more questions than you do answers sometimes. But, do you know.
2: when, when you when you um because you know as you guys mentioned that you do go to church i mean when you mention um what you do i mean how do i mean how does you know the other people at the church how do they how do they handle that Um, i think
4: i think it's uh sometimes it's a little uh mixed bag you know sure uh some people are just like oh yeah you guys those uh uh, crazy uh, ghost chasers. I don't believe in all that ghost stuff. Yeah. And, you know, <laughs> well, especially in Tennessee, you know, we're in the Bible Belt, and uh, this is, this is one, Like, I know from, I can't speak for you but my church, it's a really old, uh... you know, just a little country church that I've been through my whole life. I'm pretty much, I mean, everybody there that I know I grew up with, I mean, they know me. I've been going there since I was a baby. And they, they embrace me, and they're always asking me, hey, were you guys going on another hunt? And, I mean, but then there are some that, they really don't take it seriously. I mean, because, you know, like there you said, I mean, we're in the Bible, they're just like, oh, that's silly. And they'll kind of chuckle and, and elbow you a little bit and go, like, you find any ghosts lately? And, you know, but, I mean, they don't, and that's fine. I mean, we're, I don't, I definitely don't take that personally. I mean, I'll sit there and cut up with them all day about it. But, you know, it just comes down to the simple fact. That if you haven't experienced it for yourself, then, I mean, I, I can understand why people would think that it's silly or hokey. I mean, yeah. you've got to experience to know it, and that's what a lot of people, you know, they're like, so did you actually see a ghost? You'd be like, I don't actually know if I've seen a ghost, but I've seen something, you know. I mean, that's the way you got to leave it, because, you know, like at the church I'm at with my wife, uh, you know, mo- most of them embrace it, you know, but you also have the ones that don't want to talk about it, but then you get them off away from church, you know, you see them, you know, at the local Walmart or or, or somewhere like that and they're like, Oh, uh, hey you know, and they're kinda looking around, be like, So did you guys actually find something? You know, and <laughs> you find out they're more they're more interested in it than they let on at church. You know what I'm saying? Right. Right. So I think a lot of people are more open to it than than they they, they actually reveal in front of others, you know, until they get you alone. And it's just the plain fact that, you know, they're worried about what the next man's gonna think about them being interested in it, you know, which it shouldn't matter. You know, it's all questions, and you know, we're not out here trying to tell everybody. You know, we're not out here trying to conjure up spirits or anything like that. You know, yeah. we're trying to actually help people and give them answers. And you know, we try to we try to plug it back into the Bible. You know, of so, you know, if you're if you're into the Bible, then it says this or it says that. You know, you take it for what it's worth. You know, it's your faith, so. You, you put your own mind around it, and, and that's kind of how we, we leave it to people.
2: Well, in the New Testament, Jesus is casting out demons left and right.
4: Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And also, the, you know, the New Testament makes references to ghosts.
2: Yeah. Um, you know,
4: so, you know, it, it's in the Bible in itself, you know, it, it's supposed to be a book, a path to how we're supposed to live and give us stories of Jesus and but it, it's also it's also a corridor to um, okay. There are other things out here than us, you know what that may be. We're not really sure. But you know if 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 they sent you know if God sent the demons down here to roam on the earth, really you know they're here. But what are they going to show up to you as? Yeah. That little that little girl that the neighbor talks about that walks around in their bedroom at night. Is that really a little girl? Who knows? It may yeah. be a little girl. Could be a demon
2: you know i think i think there's definitely a shade of gray there i think we have no idea really um, i think there's a lot of people out there that are convinced that it's totally demons and there's people that are convinced that it's just earthbound spirits and they're just and some of them are angry and some of them are good right. but uh uh you know i, I think that it kind of uh, something i think it for for me personally it falls somewhere in between the two I think Luke had a question he wanted to ask you guys. Yeah,
3: what I was going to ask you all earlier is uh, do you do you guys use a, a ghost hunter aggressive approach sometimes or do you always kind of uh, do it in a more subtle way?
4: <laughs> That's a kind of a, a good question because we're, we're actually a little different than most. And yeah. Chris, I agree with this all the way. You know, sometimes, you know, we go in with the same ghost, you know, hey, what's your name? When was you born? Are you dead? Blah, blah, blah. You know, but also we throw in, you know, a little comedic version, too, because, you know, just, just for instance, say if it is somebody that's passed away, uh, you know, years ago, they've got a sense of humor. They don't want to sit there and talk to somebody that's just going to ask them the same questions over and over again. <laughs> so, you know, we go in there and we start joking around, you know, Chasey's got a mohawk, you know.
5: Yeah.
4: <laughs> <laughs> you know, we'll be like, "Hey, what do you think about Chase's hair? Sure's nice spohawk, isn't it? What do you think about that?" You know, and and a lot of times we get interaction off that because you know if we got a sense of humor, surely you know if it is somebody that's passed on, they've got a sense of humor also. Uh, so I mean, you got to take it take it with a grain of salt sometimes, you know, because the serious stuff just kind of gets old, and you know, throw some. Throw some different stuff out there. You know, just talk amongst yourself, joking around. And sometimes these things just come in. And, I mean, Chris Chris has been a witness to that. You know, we're joking around and doing stuff. And then it just kind of comes in on our meter sometimes like it's laughing along with us.
2: Right. You know? yeah, so so, I, I heard some of those, yeah.
4: So, it's, um, you know, it's
2: kind of strange. Yeah.
4: yeah. You never know what mean this
3: we we heard that uh, one of the guys on the crew has a sensory deprivation tank
4: that had you, okay i'm not sure what you're what you're saying
3: um uh the chamber is it's like a it's like a box filled with water that you get in with the epsom salts and you float in and it's supposed to uh uh it's supposed it's supposed to call like visions and stuff you know you, you meditate in it it's like a solid box with uh, salt water in it, and you float in it? If,
4: oh, no. if they have it, it's, it's got to be Chasey Ray, because, I mean, that, that boy painted his whole house to be like a rave. like... <laughs> an <animal dog. laughs> yeah, that, that would have he to be man just, just rented that thing for his dirty dovestep party. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Him nice. and his disco dancers. <laughs> yeah, I, you know, you know, I can't really speak for that because uh, I really haven't had my epsilon salt fast night. <laughs> <laughs> um you know, I'm I'm not I'm not too sure about that. Now, you know, we have we have been uh looking looking at a device called uh the devil's toy box. You know, we we've kinda you know, determined yeah, yeah. a
2: little
4: bit. Um but right now, you know, um, we're just we're still in the experimental stages with, with that with that piece of uh, equipment, if you want to call it that. You know, it's a structure. <laughs> but yeah, I don't know about. It. We'll have to ask Chasey about this uh, about this uh, seeing water Epsom salt
3: deal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll have to get him on a, on another episode. <laughs> Sounds yeah. interesting. <laughs> yeah, we'll have to get Chasey on here, but you'll
4: have to make sure you. Uh, you kind of, every time he says something, you'll have to uh, maybe repeat it because he has kind of a uh, southern speech impediment.
5: Uh,
4: <laughs> I mean, you know, Chris and I are pretty country, but he, he's one of those guys who, you know, he's like, oh, you're a and Chris, what do you do with it, buddy? but uh, right. We're like, what you, really, what are you saying? You need a crayon, and some paper?
2: Just write it is down like, for <laughs> me. Is he like the, is he like the boom of the group?
3: Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's that's for sure. <laughs> Always holding the beer at the haunting site. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, that that would definitely be Chasey Ray.
2: He brings the twelve pack.
4: <laughs> yeah, Chasey Ray's got the twelve pack. He's sitting over there talking about ghosts, and Chris and I are looking at each other like, uh, "What is she actually talking about?" <laughs> you gotta you gotta have a translator for Chasey Ray. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so it's 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 kind of a trip uh, talking to Chasey Ray. There's no telling what what you know. There's no telling what he's got in his house. We try not to go in there because we're afraid uh, that, that something might eat us as we go in. Because there's no telling what, what he's got over there. Sometimes
1: so raccoons got, and skunks. and yeah. <laughs> yeah,
4: yeah, he's, he, he's 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 a different bird, but we love him to death, and he, he's one of the greatest guys you ever want to meet. Yeah, he's a good dude, and exceptionally, actually, exceptionally smart and tech savvy. Yeah, yeah. He is bad. He, he just—you just can't understand what he says, but he can—he can explain something to you how it works. It just may not—you just may not understand the word of it. Sure. Yeah, <laughs> yeah uh, he talks like he's straight out of the cave, but I mean, when it comes down, he—he's actually really smart. I think he made like a two on his SAT.
3: Wow. <laughs> yeah that was a joke <laughs> <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> we didn't want to be rude <laughs>
2: <Yeah>. <laughs> Um, uh, guys I think we're just about out of time but uh can you guys tell us um, you know where what your web presence is your website for everybody that they can go look at the evidence that uh, we were talking about earlier and then also uh, you know just say anything like what the future may hold for you guys
4: I know you What's you can go You can go to www.TennesseeRaceChasers.com or you can go to TNRaceChasers.com. we got a Facebook page, facebook.com slash Uh We've got an evidence page. We've got a, uh, some merchandise out there if you want to help us uh, spread the word on your back. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, we've got everything we've ever done on there, and uh, you can find out a little bit about us in each individual uh, bio from all the guys and uh, you know, send us an email and you know, talk to us. We'd love to to talk to anybody and answer any questions out there. Yeah. Cool. You can hit Chris or I, either one up on Twitter. I think. Uh mine is uh at doogie uh, T sixty six T W C and uh Chris, yours is what, at Chris It's uh <laughs> Yeah, at Chris uh I think it's Chris T W C or T W. C. Chris, it's one or the other. You will find me. Yeah, I'm the, I'm the I'm the idiot. I'm the only idiot on Twitter that's flexing his muscles and pointing a camera at myself. <laughs> <laughs>
3: but well, excellent, we,
4: we'd like to have fun, but hey, we really appreciate you guys having us on here. We, hey, I mean, thank, yeah,
2: thanks. for coming and on. It's
4: yeah, been a good time. time
2: us. Hey, we're gonna close out the show. You guys stay on the line real quick, and Luke and I are gonna close out this section. So, uh, Luke. Okay. Uh, we're gonna be uh, we're gonna to go to break, and uh, we'll be back on uh, Conspira normal.
3: And we're back on Conspira Normal for the outro. All right, and uh, you, everybody knows who I am, and everybody knows who you are. Of course, we've mentioned it a couple of
2: times. We've already. like a billion times already. <laughs> so, uh, Luke, before we go. You shared some interesting family story with me the other
3: day, mm-hmm. and I want you to share that with our audience. All right, so um, I'm talking with my grandma and uh, my mom about uh, sasquatches, and um, I think I think my mom had a story or something too, but it, it was uh, it, it wasn't the same as grandma's. Grandma had a face to face encounter, while mom kind of saw a sasquatch at a distance or something like that. Could have mm-hmm. been anything, you know but uh, so Grandma and uh a couple members of her family I think he, she said her mom was there, and uh a couple other people with her some of her mom's friends were walking through a uh, part of the everglades in okay. south in south Florida How old uh, was this it years she said she was a little girl, and um she's was born in uh thirty six thirty seven okay.
2: she's so probably the forties
3: yeah so she she says she was like six or seven, if I remember right. And, um, so she's walking through these woods, and it's pretty thick, you know, and, uh they hear something approaching them, and so they kind of slow down, you know, to listen, and this whole family of them, they said, turned the corner of, of Sasquatches, and, uh, they both looked at each other, kind of, you know, a long pause of, of astonishment, and, uh, then they both took off running in separate directions. Ooh. Um. Uh, she described him as uh. What what was that movie with that big furry, uh, kind of looked like uh, Chewbacca, but it was like a Disney movie or something. And they were his it, it was they were, it was their friend, like it was the kid's friend. You know what I'm talking about? You it, talking about the actual Bigfoot movie? Ah uh, no, never mind. Okay. It's, it's some old anyway. Like that's what that's what uh, <laughs> popped up in my head whenever yeah. whenever she described it but uh she said that they had like long coarse red hair and uh they said she said they had the same kind of features as as us but like you know like flatter noses and weird yeah she said but they were covered in hair from head to toe and um there was two two little ones and i guess a female she said just one um slightly shorter than than her than her mom so like a family unit yeah so her family
2: walks up and they see these whatever they are sasquatch whatever you want to call it Mm -hmm. and they look at they they look at them the sasquatch family looks back at your grandmother's family and then there's that moment where they're looking at each other, yeah, and then the Sasquatch family just kind of runs runs away.
3: Right, she said it was just kind of a long pause, and uh, they just looked at each other astonished, you know, like I, <laughs> like they had never seen a human before, and, no. and of course they have never seen a Sasquatch before, and then they all it's took off like, running.
2: What are you? What what the hell are you?
1: Yeah, it,
3: it and <laughs> my you know and my grandma, you know, usually I dismiss this kind of thing, but uh, she, she doesn't make up stuff like that she's yeah. not like a prankster she's not a trickster that's that's not her um style of humor sure you know?
2: weird weird story well i mean the everglades has been known for like the skunk ape and they call it that yeah. because it has a really bad smell right so it's interesting that you know there's a place that it's known to have happened and then all of a sudden you know this this old story comes out. and you and your grandmother kind of just was like a matter of fact about it too. She doesn't. She wasn't like
3: right. She's she's not like playing a joke. She's not yeah. trying to joke around. And, well, I
2: saw them. <laughs> you know.
3: Yeah. That's
2: that's weird. That's an interesting story. Yeah. But uh, what to, to you know, turn it back to the guests, What did you think of the, uh, the Tennessee Wraith Chasers?
3: Uh, There's some cool like they're uh, good old country boys. Yeah, they are man. <laughs> good old they country are. boys.
2: They are. They're great guys. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I really think that they that they've got it going on, and, and hope to see, you know, a lot out of them in the future. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, I think we're gonna close out the show. But uh, next week we're gonna have on a gentleman named Chris White, is someone that I know, and he's been making the rounds because he made a uh, <clears throat> video called "Ancient Aliens Debunked." which I know ancient aliens is like your favorite show ever. So this will be an interesting interview for sure.
3: He's not, he's not debunking my theories, man. And then the next time
2: we're going to have Adam go rightly (laughs) back. We're going to try to talk about Manson Montauk project. just a lot of more weird stuff and, uh, about probably more psychedelics talking about psychedelics. So, uh, you know, we're going to close out the show and, uh, We're going to have a very special treat because I'm going to use my MPR voice and come on here. And now Luke will serenade us with uh, some Tano Tuvan throat singing. Join us next time, a conspirator.
5: She was she looks so good.